0: Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you are tuning in from, because we have people that come in from all over the world. So whatever fits you, that's what it is. I am Dr. Jacqueline King, the CEO and founder of Black Women Empowered. I'm here with Chanel Rose, um, the government contract pro. And of course, you know what we're talking about, leveling up. And today we're, we're going to be talking about, are you really putting in the effort to get to where you need to be? Are you doing all that you can to level up? Because it's not going to happen just because you want it to happen. It's not going to happen because you prayed for it to happen. You got to put in the work. So that's where we are today. Chanel, go ahead and introduce and and, uh, give them a little update.
1: Good morning, everybody. I am full of energy today. (laughs) Um, I have had all of my caffeine. I've switched to water. Uh, like she said, my name is Chanel Rose. I am a government contracts professional and I help companies, uh, excuse me. I help small businesses scale from six to seven figures. One of my favorite things about me that I like to share with people is that I am a tithe paying Christian business owner. And I think that that Um, has always positioned me uh, to to do well and and level up. So I am here in sunshiny, warm for fall Chicago. Excited to talk to you guys today.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Something that you just said, um, I was having a a conversation with one of my business partners this morning, Kathleen Trigg-Jones. I know you all have seen her. Good morning, Marietta Rashia uh, Lakisham. Uh, Ursula, Ursula, and I haven't seen you in a minute. How you been, sweetheart? And Tara, uh, go ahead and share the broadcast for us, please. So I was talking to Kathleen this morning, and I was talking about Black Woman empowered and her business. She is the CEO and founder of um, of uh, Woman I Woman TV which you probably have seen. She's she's a very prominent person in the business world. So we were talking about how we are not willing to compromise our Christianity to for anything, really. But, you know, a lot of people in uh, corporate world and business world, they don't really want to tie that into what they're doing. Um, I don't know if it's embarrassment or afraid of, It's not politically correct or offending someone. I'm not really sure what it is, but for me, this is who I am. I'm a Christian woman. I put God first and I tell everybody that that's who I am because I believe that that is why I was able to level up. And I wanted to talk today a little bit about um, homeownership for me. So I purchased my first home at 29 years old. As a single mother with two kids, and I remember my father saying to me, "I don't want my grandchildren to grow up in an apartment." <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I'm thinking, "You get ready to give me a house?" <laughs> well, of course that was a joke. But I did what it took to buy my first house, and that house was fifty-six thousand dollars back then. That was in nineteen, let's see, eighty-seven long time ago. Some of you weren't even born. And so um, I bought my house and I stayed in that house for 17 years. But guess what? Then it was time to level up. I remember telling my mother before she passed away that I wanted a house that no one else had ever lived in. I wanted um, my own private bath, which I didn't have at that time. And I was just telling her all the things that I wanted. So, guess what? That's exactly what I got. I got a brand new house, uh, $10,000 worth of upgrades in the house. And, you know, everything that I, I spoke into existence and I had worked hard for, I was able to get. But not just that, I was able to purchase another home as a rental property. So, here I am leveling up again. Okay. I'm saying this to say that you can have it. And then I sold both of those houses and bought yet another house, which is the house that I'm in now, which is a very, very nice house in a very, very nice neighborhood with a lot of perks. But I'm saying, I just kept leveling up. I'm not, I don't get stuck in one place. Some people, you know, get in, in one place and stay there forever. And that's fine. If you want to stay in the same house all your life, that's fine. But you don't have to. You can level up. It's not as it's not as not hard as you think it is. You just have to put in the work and it's a mindset shift. When you shift your mind to believe that you can have everything that you have asked our father for, your daddy, it's just like asking your natural father. Your natural father wants you to have the best. Your father in heaven wants you to have the best. So you have to get into that mindset of leveling up and going to the father and putting in the work. Is that right? Janelle?
1: Absolutely. I was just hearing you talking about how many like homes that you have Um, And um, that's incredible. You know, a lot of people never own their own home. They never get to experience that. And just the amount of leverage you get from owning your own home is something that I feel like we don't talk about nearly enough. And, um, what an incredible share. <laughs> uh, and you're right. I think, you know, with the conversation you had with your, um, with your friend and your business partner, um, I think about this a lot. So yesterday I spoke on, let me put, I have these blue light glasses. Let me put these on. Cause looking into the screen sometimes I, I, I don't want to be squinting. <laughs> um, but Yesterday I spoke at the construction industry conference here in Chicago and, you know, I'm not in construction, right? Uh, I do government contracting, but because of the work I do, I was invited to speak. And I think that even though I didn't mention God at all when I was speaking, I think that when you're a believer, other believers can see the God in you. And I was the least senior, least successful person, right? And to be fair, on my right, I had somebody who worked for the government um, for the Small Business Association, Women Old Small Business Center. To my left, I had a government contractor who just won a $25 million contract. Mm. And here I sit in the middle, right? So the small business place can give you some assistance for like licenses and stuff. And on the other side, Someone who had a contract, and then me in the middle talking to you about the the process. How do you get there? Right. The connector, the bridge. And when it ended, right? Because I I firmly believe that when people can see the God in you, they, they get it, they it resonates to them. There was a line of people outside of the event waiting to talk to me at the end of the event, right? Like an actual line of people. And I could sit here and arrogantly tell you that I'm the best, I'm the most skilled. I wholeheartedly measure minds. I would bet on me every time, right? But it's not enough for you to believe in yourself. Like when you're a chill forgiver, when you're somebody who is open to giving results, who takes your time and this is how you deliver things, it will resonate. I give you a really good example of like, wanting to make sure that I'm showing up for people and how I put the God in my business. Because I don't always say, I'm a Christian. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of it. Like I do talk about God, but in this context, right? Um, I'm not telling people to pray for it. I'm telling you because I prayed. this is the result that you can receive, right? And so I'm spelling things out for them slowly. I'm telling them where they can go get resources. I'm spelling my name clearly and slowly so they can find me if they want to work with me. And I'm just open to sharing resources. And I think it's that like, I don't give with a closed fist. I give with an open hand. Right. And so what happens is that as a business owner, right, um, I may not always say anything about God, but I actually had somebody stop me and tell me that they had prayed and they had asked God to give them give them me and that they knew in no uncertain terms that God had sent them to that event and God has sent me to them, and that I was an answer to their prayers. I'm like, Lord, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) And as a Christian, you know, who believes, who shows up, for them to say that I was an answer to their prayers, I was like, wait, me? Like, what? And so I think that when I hear you talk about those things um, in my own life, how I ensure that God shows up in my business clearly for Anybody, believers and non-believers, is, is how I give, how I how I allow people to receive my gifts, making it easy, making it plain, right, Dr. Jackie? Like, that's a way, um, not just saying you're a Christian-owned business, but how you serve and how you service people is how you can ensure people know that God is in your business.
0: Well, you know what, that's, that's what the Bible means when it says, let your light shine. Yeah, you don't have to go around speaking in tongues. Uh, they're going to lock you up. I'm going to tell you right now, as some as you, you go, out, go out there and start speaking in tongues out in the public, yep, they're going to send the people with the straight jackets for you. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. But you know what? Um, your light will, will speak for you. And, and that's one thing I love about Black Women Empowered. Um, we've been around for, um, we just celebrated our 12th year anniversary. And so we have been um, empowering women for 12 years personally professionally and spiritually so when god gave me this vision to uh, christian women level up it's a it's we, we did a a major shift because you know we're focusing on everybody can follow us and join us but we're focusing on you the christian woman the believer who knows that god has the best for you we want to help you get to where you need to be um and, and I'll be coming on live. Kathleen and I are becoming on live um, very soon. Kathleen is is probably one of the most amazing women that I've ever known. Uh, and I'll give you a little snippet of her life and I'll have to tell her to look at this. But she was given up for adoption. She was in foster care for a long time. And, and can you imagine what that feels like um, to not be wanted by your biological parents? Uh, I have no idea what that feels like, but I'm sure that it can be traumatizing. So to make a long story short, she didn't allow that to be a crutch. She didn't allow that to keep her from leveling up. Um, As she leveled up, and I can't even tell you all the things that she's done. um, She's a millionaire. Uh, Her husband, she's married to a doctor who's a plastic surgeon. Uh, They've got houses in Puerto Rico and everywhere a yacht and so much more, but I'm not saying this to say, uh, i talk about material things. I'm saying this to say, as a believer, she did not let what happened to her be a crutch and keep her from leveling up. She was a news, um, woman on in upstate New York for 20 something years. She had her own, uh, they had their own television show that was on, I believe it was on own or one of the networks. Um, something with the Joneses. Her her last name was uh Kathleen Trick Jones and keeping up with the Joneses. I think that's what it was. I mean she's done so much. Now she has IWoman TV. She's she's hanging out with um uh, people like um oh my god. As a matter of fact today she's interviewing um Jada Pinkett Smith. She's interviewing her right now as we speak. She has level up to I mean just I mean and she's not done. And and so we're working together on she's going to she's part of this movement Christian women level up. But I'm saying all this to say in the midst of all of the trauma and she has had trauma, that's just one piece of it. Um she did not let that keep her from going forward and walking in her purpose and doing what God had called her to do just like I don't want you to do that. Um you know, some of you have been molested. Some of you have been uh, abused. Some of you have been fired. You've been this and you've been that. So have I. So is Chanel. We've been through stuff. But guess what? We kept going. That's the difference. The mindset. You know that God has something more for you. But you know what? He's going to take, you're going to be tested. That's, that's a given. You are going to go through the test. How you come out is what's important.
1: You're right. Um, And we did this last week. I want to make sure we do this. So there's quite a few of you all who are watching. Um, Two things. One, make sure the email is scrolling on the bottom of the screen. If you haven't already, make sure you email us as we are launching the community here really soon. So make sure um, that you're one of the first to know. Number two, um, what city are you in? If you could drop your city. There's over 100 of y'all a couple of hundred of you all across platforms. So please, if you are watching, if you could do us a huge favor, drop your city, because we are interested in coming to your city, visiting you, connecting with you, um, seeing you live and in color, fellowshipping, right? Like That is why we are here. We are creating communities, all right? We will eventually create chapters. We can't do that without your help though. So if you could please do us a huge solid, go ahead, comment your city, in um, whatever platform you're watching us on. We everywhere today, right? Um, So we shouting you out and this is our one ask. We don't always show up with an ask, but we're showing up with an ask. Please do these two things. Email us, number one. Number two, drop your city so that we know we are keeping track of where folks are. Um, We would love to meet you in person soon, okay? Um, But getting back to leveling up and like working through things, I'd like to share with you like another way of like, are you leveling up and how it shows up in your business? So um, one of the things that I've done in my business is, and this is me being very vulnerable. Last year I had over $30,000 in payment defaults from clients who Mm -hmm. I set up payment plans with right over (laughs) $30,000. It's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. All right. It's a lot of money. And so, I held a very hard heart over payment plans. And so for a very long time, I refused to offer payment plans for most of this year, okay? I was like, not doing it, not interested, no thank you. <laughs> but I kept running into people who deserved the support, who wanted to get into government contracting, who wanted the opportunity to work with me, who needed just that lift, right? And so I prayed and prayed and prayed. I was like, okay, God, Um, I can't keep just turning folks away. Like you keep bringing people to me to me to help them who are willing to do the work. I can't work for free. They don't want me to work for free. What can I do? Right. But I kept leaning into this trauma of people not paying me. Okay. And so what I ended up doing is I went out and I was like, how can I make this easy for folks? And now in my business, I offer, um, a firm in Carolina, Right. And that's a big deal. I'm a small business. I'm not Walmart. I'm not um, all the other big companies, but now I am able to help people and give them what they deserve is the opportunity to pay in a way that makes sense to them. But also it, it keeps me whole too. Right. And so why I'm sharing that with you is because I think that I could go after big contracts and big companies all the time. And this year that's been my primary focus But I missed helping people who deserve to be helped, right? People who are willing to do the work, people who are ready to level up. And I was like, man, I can turn away my sisters and brothers who want, like, who can do this, but I can't make it make sense. And so I took it upon myself to go out and find a way to help people, right? Like, I think that. It's very easy, especially when you're a small business owner. And like Dr. Jackie shared about her own in a home. And I'm just sharing about my experience as a business owner. Like that was very traumatizing for me to be offering payment plans. And people just wouldn't show up. And I'm like, I've done the work, right? And it just felt like I was being stolen from. And I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was mad, mad, mad. Because I was like, you're making these payment plans for me. And now you don't want to pay me. But I've done the work. You've seen the value. you telling me thank you. But then you're not paying. And I was like, help me. And I like, help me, first of all, help me forgive these people. Cause I don't, I don't think people meant me any harm. Mm-hmm. I don't think people were trying to steal from my business. I don't, I don't. I believe those are good folks. Right. And help me not let the mistakes of one person get in the way of me helping another person. Cause I should not be charging you, you know, the debt of someone else. And so now, I feel very easy and very happy that I'm able to go back in and help people. And y'all don't know, like I was mad probably from January to June. And people okay. told me they couldn't pay. Hard stop. <laughs> like that'll be the end of the conversation. And I just like, I just couldn't digest it. But I, I was getting like heartburn though, because I was like, man, I want to help more people. How do I do this, right? Like, how do I, how do I sit, you know? And say I'm a Christian, I'm in a Christian in business, and I'm turning people away who deserve the help. And, like, that was one of the ways for me that even though, like, there are lots of people who owe me lots of money, right, I'm still able to extend myself in a way that makes me feel good. And maybe if you're not a business owner, like, maybe you are an employee and you constantly feel wronged, you know, what is a way that you can begin to feel whole, A good example, I tell people all the time when they hate their job, what benefits are you not taking advantage of? Mm. Does your corporate job offer education benefits? Use them. Does your corporate job offer certification benefits? Use them. Do they have any type of financial literacy? Do they have wellness programs? Will they pay for your gym? I guarantee you, if you manage your job, you're not using all your benefits. (laughs) You're not at all. Like figure out what benefits are available to you inside of that business, and use it to level up. You are mad sitting on your hands, and the thing about anger, the thing about fear is that it it, it grows roots the fastest. It does. Like you get mad, and you can tell somebody exactly what they did, exactly what they did, how they did it, where they did it, probably what they ate, what they are wearing, because fear is an all inclusive emotion, and the same thing. With anger, it's an all inclusive emotion. But the problem with that is you got to move past that. So instead of you being mad at that at your job, figure out how they can invest in you more than just your paycheck, right, Dr. Jackie? Like, use, use find a way to make it make sense for you and how it can benefit you.
0: Yeah. And let, and, and let me just um, piggyback on that. So uh, some of you may or may not know that I've worked for the largest electric and gas company in New Jersey, it's a pretty big deal. I was there for 26 years. And I, when I got there, I really believed that because I was smart, <laughs> I was just going to excel. Nothing can be further than the truth. This is one of the reasons you need Black Women in Power because networking makes a difference. And if you think that you can do everything by yourself, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. So... It took me a minute to catch on to where, what I needed to do. Then I started joining organizations. There's an organization, and you can look it up. I actually ended up being the membership chairwoman for the New Jersey chapter of the American Association for Blacks and Energy. I went to conferences all over, networking with other professionals that were working in the electric, gas, and oil industry. That networking... Took me places I would never have the opportunity to go had I just sat there and did nothing. I did. I I have relationships. I I talk to people about mentoring me. I I talk about Dave Daly all the time. Was the best mentor. He told me the ropes. When you get into corporate America, you are if you didn't grow up in car- corporate America, or you don't have anybody that you know that's in corporate America, you're you're not going to um, succeed. You got to find somebody that can believe in you and teach you the ropes on how to maneuver in corporate America. It is not an easy thing. I promise you, because I know so many people that were there for 30 and 40 years. And guess what? They were in the same spot when they retired as they were when they started. I started as a clerk and worked up to uh, mid-level management, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, six-figure salary, company car, all of that. But wow. the point is, I leveled up. I leveled up. I just kept going up and up and up. I, I wasn't comfortable just staying as when I walked in the door as a clerk typist or whatever it was. I don't even know what it was now. But that wasn't, that wasn't good enough for me. I needed more. And you need more. So, i typed on the screen, I hope that you saw it, that um, leveling up takes investments. You have got to invest in yourself and it's not going to be free. If you're not willing to put any money into your own self, who are you going to put it into? So we have experts that are going to be coming to you on marketing and uh, I just met with one of our new experts that's coming. She's going to teach you how to monetize podcasts. So many people have podcasts and the podcast, like three people will hear their podcasts. That's all because they don't know how to monetize. She's going to teach you how to monetize your business. If you're not making any money, we've got so many great experts. Got, we have uh, people that are going to come in to teach you how to get unstuck. If you're stuck and you don't know how to move, uh, to a new job or whatever, we have so many experts. That's why it's you're on the ground floor. You need to get in there now and join the movement. The email is scrolling across the bottom of the screen. We're building up our list so that we can email you all and tell you what our next event is. Been we're gonna we're gonna do a um, a city tour on Christian women level up. We've got that plan. We're gonna do a virtual. We've got a lot of stuff planned for you, but we need you to come along and agree with us. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in agreement in my name, I will be in the midst of it. So what do you want to do? Do you want to stay stuck or do you want to level up? The choice is yours.
1: You're right. Um, and I got, you know, I don't know. We've done this quite before, but... In the interest of making sure that we are keeping community, um, what questions do you guys have for us? Like I see here, um, some people have made some very powerful...
0: Wait, well, definite- Hold on just a minute. Hold on just a minute. Please do not type your email on the screen. That is a magnet for people to spam you. I, do not type your email on the screen. You can email us. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Chanel.
1: Oh, <laughs> um. I'm scrolling through the comments. People have said our stories are similar, that this messaging is right on time. Um, You know, Dr. Jackie and I have been through, you know, different iterations in our lifetime. What kind of questions do you have about leveling up? I know one of the things you said, it always hits home for me, is around mindset, right? So earlier today, I've had this conversation actually twice today, (laughs) and it's only 1030, around Your mindset as it relates to leveling up. And of course, leveling up comes more money, more responsibility. And so two times today, I've had conversations about debt, debt specifically. Right. And so I'd like to share with you what I shared with um, someone at 630 this morning about debt. So we were having a conversation about um, making money and they were like, I don't I don't want to take on any debt. I finally paid off all my debt. And I was like, everybody carries debt. And I was like, you work for two weeks at a job, and then they're indebted to you, and that debt is paid via paycheck. But you basically are invoicing them, right? That invoicing system that we work in is a debt. You use your cell phone for 30 days, and then they invoice you for payment, right? And they're like net, usually net 14 or net 21. So again, it's a debt there's nothing that you really acquire your house right they they you get your house and they charge you interest but up front you get to move in and you pay off that debt over time your car you finance your car you pay off that debt over time and so what ends up happening is that there's no place in your life where people are making money where there's not debt involved um i think that we live in this one dimensional framework around consumer debt, like, oh, credit cards because you're buying shoes. But the reality of the, of, of making money, right, like I talk about my payroll, <laughs> my payroll is five figures. So when I, it, and I have to pay them first, right, because I can't come to them and say the government didn't pay me. I can't come to them and say, you know, Chanel didn't pay them. Dr. Jackie hasn't paid us yet. I have to pay them. When the payment is due and then i invoice dr jackie and then dr jackie pays me for example right but maybe me and dr jackie have a net 30 um payment agreement meaning that i invoice her she has 30 days to pay it doesn't matter if my team has completed the work they need to be paid right and so as i was explaining like there's no part of your life where there isn't debt and people who are making a lot of money are constantly carrying debt I was like, you get that. You understand that they are basically making a loan for you by providing services and you're paying back that loan monthly, right? Because they're giving you services and then they're paying. And I was like, but the connection between the side of your brain that understands that's how you make money and the side of your brain that says that you don't want debt, that block is costing you money in your business. That block is preventing you from leveling up because you are refusing to accept the fact that like debt is a part of life, debt is natural. You will, you'll have debt. And I was like, so if you can just say, hey, I'm going to responsibly get debt, um, then I will do my best to make sure that I'm whole in my relationships and pray around making sure you stay whole. That's a better thing to do than for you to decide like, hey, I'm just not going to deal with debt at all. Well, that's fine. Right. If you're getting your account down to zero every month, you still are living in a scarcity mindset. And you'll always be in a cycle of, like, in and out of poverty until you accept the fact that debt will just be something that you'll always have. Um,
0: All right. We got a
1: question that I just
0: pinned to the board. Um, She says, how do you keep, this is um, Paulette, says, how do you keep going after going through so much opposition? So, Pauline, (laughs) opposition is a part of life. If you think that you're going to go through without it, you're mistaken. It's just life. Everybody goes through it but the key is to not let it hold you back. Um, sometimes God is putting opposition in front of you for your protection. And I'll give you an example of, of opposition for me. I remember when I um, was applying for a job and uh, in the electric company, I applied for a job and I knew I was qualified, probably was overqualified. But at the time, what happened was they had already promised a white woman, I'm just going to be honest, the job before they even knew who was going to apply for it, which is, this is common This is common practice. If you don't know it, they do that all the time. Somebody's cousin's uncle, I mean, daughter's, you know how it does. That's the way it goes. So when I got the letter that I didn't get the job, I looked at it and, and they didn't give me a reason. So I, I wrote the hiring manager and I said, can you, Please tell me. I didn't get. um, I wasn't uh, defensive. I wasn't argumentative. I said, can you tell me what I could have done better to um, prepare for this job or what? No, what skills were, were I lacking? That's what I said. And he, he wrote me back and says, well, you didn't have enough computer skills. And so I knew that he had not read my resume because I knew every computer stuff, uh, that was out there. I was always inquisitive about computers. So I wrote him back and I said, well, clearly you were looking at the wrong resume because um, that's not true. Let me tell you what happened. And I was devastated because I knew that I was overqualified for this job. Do you know what God did? They had to create a job for me, just Uh, for me. And I'm going to tell you how I knew that they did. I went on the interview, and I'll never forget it. Um, We went through the interview, and the lady says, oh, I've I've got a lot of other interviews. I'll be back to you in about two or three weeks, and da-da-da-da. And then at the end, she said, what would keep you from uh, taking this job? Who asks you that if they've got other people to interview, right? What would hold you back from taking this job? She said, and I thought about that. I said, okay, here's my negotiation skills coming in. I said, well, I'm a single mom, so I need flexible hours. I take my my kids to school, so I need to be able to come in, you know, on a flex time. And she said, that would be no problem. <laughs> and this is this is the woman who has other interviews. She's giving me already telling me that this is okay for me, right? And I leave. And I'm going home, and I get a call from the same woman. Oh, we want to offer you the job. I'm not making up this story. We want to mm-hmm. offer you the job. I said she had. She said she had other people to interview, and so God let me know that He He made it so clear that this this is what happened. The girl who got the job that I wanted, I became her friend, and I and we were talking, and she says. Oh, I already knew you were going to get the job. And I said, How'd you know that? Well, they had already said that you were going to get the job and uh, they had told me that. I was like, Wow, that's crazy. Is that crazy? But so I said all that to say that was opposition. Uh, they, they were saying, You're not good enough. You're not qualified. This job is not for you. But if you hang in there, you have to, God's plans are not our plans. His thoughts are not our our thoughts. So if he's putting something in front of you that's going to block you, nine times out of 10, he's got something better. So don't look at it as opposition. Looking, look at it as an opportunity to go to the next level that wasn't this one, because this one wasn't the one he wanted you in.
1: I would agree. And I would say... Um... <laughs> I, I think I would separate life from actual opposition. I think that in the midst of the storm, you know, it's it's kind of hard. Like, you know, even in storms, the rain lets up, it's heavier, it's lighter. And we just call it a storm. We don't acknowledge when it might be easier to get through. Um, or when we, you know, put on our raincoat, we don't acknowledge the things that we have to protect ourselves. And so I think that for me um, – I'm okay with the road not always being smooth because I know that, you know, my path is is clear and I'll get through no matter what. And I also like the last thing because I see we have another question is I spend less time honoring the opposition and more time honoring what's working well. And I expect for things to work well. So it's really going back to mindset. Uh, Another question, Nicole,
0: this is interesting. Nicole says, Um, Since this is a Black woman empowered, are we keeping the money within Our group, for example, the people you will connect us with are black women. Let me, you know, that's an interesting uh, question. And I'm going to tell you another story. So last night, I I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, Indiana is only 13% African-American, if you can believe that. I've never lived in a place that had only 13% African-American in my life. And I went to a restaurant that I frequent that is owned by a black man a young black man from Chicago, by the way, and the restaurant is a very upscale restaurant. I go there. I've been going there for three years. I don't go there all the time. It's pretty pricey. But I said yesterday after I left my doctor's appointment, I said, I want to go have some food at Sherman's Place. Now, I've been there many times. And let me tell you, I hardly ever, ever, ever see any black people in there ever. Do you hear what I'm saying? and and sermon came in and he sat down and talked to me because i've been going there so long i, I consider him like a, a, a son or, or a brother and he sat down and he talked to me and i said sherman i said where do black people why why aren't black people coming here he said because a lot of black people don't want to spend money for good quality food okay they'd rather go to mcdonald's or and this is not all but this is a fact rather spend get cheap food that's not good for you then maybe once a month or whatever, or two months, go and have a good quality meal and support a Black-owned business. We don't have a whole lot of Black-owned restaurants here. That's one thing. The white people are supporting him. That's where I'm going with this. And the other thing is this. I asked them, all of his waitresses, I know that the cooks seem to be Hispanic. Um, all of his waitresses, there are I didn't see any black people, and I've seen one black person there since I've been here. And I said, "Well, where are your your black waitresses?" He said, um, "I'll be honest with you, they don't want to work. Uh, I cannot afford to lose customers based on poor customer service. So here we are. Here are, we're we're in a mindset, and this is not all black people. But let's 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 be let's be real. Let's keep it one hundred. It happens a lot." My mother told me something. I was working on a job, and honestly, my first job, and I did the worst. I had Honestly, I was a receptionist for Ryder College in New Jersey, and I knew nothing about being a receptionist. I was messing up so bad. I was taking notes with the wrong number, the wrong name, the wrong message, and all that. And when the woman did my appraisal, she put on there, basically the only thing she put on there I did well was dress nice. And I'm not even kidding. I'm thinking like my feelings were so hurt, but I knew it was true. This is not. This is not. Wasn't a lie. I I didn't. I didn't take it serious. I didn't give it excellence. I didn't. And I went home and I was just depressed. I told my mother, and she said, "Let me say something to you. If you're going to do it, do it with excellence." So excellence doesn't know a color. I'm gonna be honest with you. Black women empowered. I support black women to heaven and back, and I always will. But when it comes down to business, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to connect with the person that really is going to get the job done. I don't care if they're purple. That's a fact. So to your answer, no, we are not going to just we're going to connect with who can deliver. That's how it's going to be. And hopefully most of the women that can deliver look like us. And if they don't, we're going to be okay with that, too. So I hope that answers your question. Go ahead, Chanel.
1: I don't. I don't <laughs> have anything to add about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, well, you should. I, you said it there, Like, I guess to answer it differently, um, I mean, because you, you definitely, you, you you closed the circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> as it relates to multicultural support, and I guess that's what we're leaning into. Um, I think we will always advocate for who's the best of what we have to offer. And we will definitely make sure we're taking up space for black women, but also being cognizant and kind to the fact that um, we sometimes inviting people in our space gets us access to other spaces. And really quickly, I went to a black event last week and there were uh, quite a few non-black vendors. And there was specifically one non-black vendor who was very kind to me. And she put me in connection with someone at a company that I had never been able to get my foot in the door. (laughs) I was like, I just want to talk to somebody. I know I can help their people. And she was like, oh, I know. She was like, I know the executive director. Hold on. Let me call her. So she texted. She called her. And now we have a conversation. And I say that to say that, like, we got to be open to leveling up. And so sometimes that's us reaching back, but sometimes that's someone else. And we got to, you know, just like be willing to stand in the warmth of the light whoever is willing to help us, and, and 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 the reality is, God loves us all. We're
0: all His children. Um, I, I am the biggest supporter. I wouldn't I wouldn't have three million um, followers uh, on Facebook and the hundreds and thousands on others if I wasn't committed to Black women. I am definitely 1000 percent committed to Black women. But guess what? Um, when we go to heaven, it's not going to be a black heaven and a white heaven. Can I just be real with it? It's going to be a heaven. So we can't rule out anybody. We know that this is our this is our organization, Black Women Empowered. This is us, and we. I tell people if I tell white women all the time, they say, "Can I join? I'm white." I said, "Get in where you fit in." If you feel comfortable with it, you're welcome. I'm not. I'm not going to say, oh no, you're white, you can't follow us. That's crazy. That is crazy. Because guess what? There's only one God. Um, so uh, Tara says she is uh, driving. She wanted to know the email again. It's really simple. It's info at blackwomenempowered. E m p o w e r e d dot org. And if you go to our website, blackwomenempowered dot you can get our email, and you also can follow all of our social media platforms from there, BlackWomenEmpowered.org. All right, um, where are we going? I, I love to I love to tell stories. I got a bunch of them. I'm trying to see if there's any any um, any more questions. Um, yeah, so we are uh, 45 minutes into the broadcast. Um, so. Leslie, that's interesting. Leslie said, so I recently started. Can you re- see that on the screen, Chanel?" Yep. Can you read it?
1: I recently started a notary business. I'm looking to level up. I'm near retirement from state government, approximately 30, 39 years. So I want to transition into entrepreneurship.
0: Well, you're at the right place at the right time. Uh, honestly, because we uh, have people that are going to be helping you with new business startup, uh, nonprofit startup, if you, if you want to start a non I've had my nonprofit for 12 years, Black Women Empowered Safe Haven. If you want to check us out, bwesafehaven.org. We have been helping people and we're an agency here in Indiana where we give out food vouchers um, to get uh, from 50 to 100 pounds of food a month through the Community Harvest Food Bank, which I also serve on the board of directors. Uh, so serving, I mean, to me, Serving is really how you get your blessing, but you're at the right place. So we will help you get to where you want to be, my dear. Okay. What else?
1: Oh, are there um, other questions? Or did you want me to respond to that one? Cause it came off the screen. So I don't know. Uh, say that again. I said, I- do you want me to respond to that one? Or did you want me to wait for the next one?
0: What do we have? No, if you want to respond
1: to it, that's fine. Oh, um, so if you're looking for tips on entrepreneurship um, for notary, I know one of the popular things right now is being an online notary. So um, if you just started your notary business, um, definitely becoming an online notary will be super helpful for people because, then you know, if they're in court and they need a notary, you can be the in court notary and get paid that way. um, It's also like reaching out to title companies, real estate agents, um, the people who need notaries the most <laughs> are where you're going to start. Um, and also a freebie, Sm- small, and local banks tend not to have notaries, but you know what they do? Even big banks, you know what they do? They'll refer people to a notary. So, um, dropping off cards at banks can help, uh, for sure. Uh, I tell people that all the time. People sleep on the bank, but let me tell you, somebody used to be a banker. People would ask me for everything: recommendations for restaurants, recommendations for notaries, anything. Don't sleep on the bank, y'all. Um, right. We-
0: says, what if you're trying to make a career that's ministry based? No, not really sure what that means. BWE is ministry based. Black Women Power is ministry based. So I don't really know what you mean are you trying to start a church or are you just trying to uh because because here's the thing i will be actually giving classes on building your social media if you're talking social media that's my baby that's what i do um i will be giving paid can you can you say paid i will be giving paid classes on how to build your social media following um that's coming up very very soon
1: um i I can speak to this. Um, I think what she is asking is she wants to have like a, a, face-based consulting business. So she wants to help people who are like Christian based. Like she wants to say like, I'm a Christian business owner. I want to help Christian women, um, start their education consulting business. Um, I think the same rules apply. I think Christian is specific. Well, as- I mean, we
0: don't really know that's what she said. Cause it was very vague.
1: Well, I, Yes, but I, I think that we could take a good guess. <laughs> um, I would say just like digging into that a little bit, the same rules apply. So you still need to know who your niche is. You still need to speak directly to what their needs are. Um, like what Dr. Jackie says, she has Black Women in power. It's ministry-based, but she's very specific about what she's trying to do. She's helping women level up. Um, and how she's helping them level up is like do business better, earn more money, um, and really just stay planted in their faith. So you students have those same pillars and that same mission driven business. The same rules apply just because it's a Christian business that doesn't change. She said it's a blog, right? That's what she just said.
0: No, this is someone else um, promoting their business um, or podcasting. Uh, But anyway, um, so we're coming up to uh, the end uh, go ahead and jot down that email address, info at and say that you want to join the movement, um, you're interested in networking, you're interested in connecting. We need to get an email because we cannot contact you if we don't have a way. Um, no, we do not. Nicole, I, I I think I was very clear on, on um Women, we could, uh, that we help, and we do not just help Black women. That's not true. How can you? That would be discriminatory, uh, and we don't discriminate. Um, so what I tell um, white women, like I say, when they come to us, do you support white women? Yeah, we support all women. We have we have uh, Latina women empowered on Facebook. We have people in Uganda, Saint Thomas, uh, South Africa. Kenya, uh, all over. We don't discriminate. If you want to join us, join the movement. But the the name, see, here's the problem with And Let me just be transparent. That's all I know how to be. Uh, a lot of non-Black women have a problem with the name Black Women Empowered. And here's what I tell them. It's not going to change. So if that offends you, this definitely will not be the group for you because it's always going to be Black Women Empowered. And we will empower anybody who wants to be part uh, of the movement. But we ain't changing the name to suit you. That's not, not, not going to happen. So, yes, your an- the answer is yes. White women or any other woman can join. Make more money and feel like people don't want to pay. Well, you, th- that's the problem. That's the problem. You have to stop dealing with people who don't want to pay. Uh, go ahead and read her her question, uh, her um, comment, Janelle.
1: I want to know how to make more money, and I feel like people don't want to pay for healthy home cooked meals. I need help and guidance, please. <laughs> um, I think that it, it really goes into your messaging and what you have to offer. So the first thing I would say is, if it's healthy home cooked meals, maybe say best healthy home cooked meals. Um, maybe what you're offering doesn't match what they consider to be healthy. Sometimes you have to tell people why it's healthy, you have to show them. Um, and sometimes you gotta change your audience. Like very honestly, like who are you selling to and how are you selling to them? If you sell into to your Facebook group of friends and they aren't people who eat healthy, either you need a new Facebook or you need to move to different platforms. You can talk to different people. Like I don't talk about $100,000 products with people who are in a $7 program because statistically speaking, they might be able to pay it, but if they're paying $7, that's such a jump. <laughs> I might try to grow them to $97, you know, dollars and then eventually, right? But you have to speak to the audience who wants what you're offering, and you probably need to change the audience you're speaking to.
0: Yeah. Um, so Howard um, alluded to the fact that we're only speaking to Christians. I think that's what he's saying, but that's not true either. It, it would be hard to have 3 million followers, and not have, we've got Muslims that follow us. We've got probably some atheists. I don't know, but we we speak to people. Now, the movement is definitely Christian women level up because I think it's okay to cater to what I believe in and most of my followers believe, and that's why they started following us because they're Christians. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That doesn't mean that we're not trying to help the non-believers or or any other religion um, is excluded. That's not the case. All right. So, and yeah, and and uh, Paulette made something, uh, she she said something very, very, uh, uh, I think it's very interesting and, and true. You, you need to find what's healthy to one person is not healthy to another person. So you need to find out what people view as healthy. Like, you know, some people are vegan. Don't eat any meat. Some th- people are pestitarian or you know, whatever. So you need to know your audience and what what's gonna work for them, because everything it's not a one one size fits all. That's definitely not the case. Okay. And um, <laughs> Nicole says she's black. Well, I didn't. I wasn't insinuating that you weren't black. I was just commenting on your your uh, question. So uh, we're we're wrapping it up. Uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, be sure
1: that you follow Chanel.
0: Chanel, go ahead and give them your information.
1: Oh, so I am, of course, here. Everyone, feel free to uh, write on LinkedIn, if that's for you watching. Connect with me directly. I am Chanel Rose. That's The spelling of my name is on the screen. Happy to connect with any and everyone. Um, separately, I am Hello Chanel Rose on all other platforms. Um, feel free to connect. I'd, I'd love to have the opportunity to have good conversations with you guys. Um, and again, friendly reminder, make sure you email um, Dr. Jackie at info at blackwomenempowered.org. If you are not connected to us, please make sure you're connected because, you know, algorithms don't always show you a page is going live, but we'd hate for you to miss it. So connecting or following Dr. <coughs> Jackie and I will ensure that you see us every week. And thank you all for hanging out with us today. This was yeah. great and interactive. It felt really good today. Thank you so much. Yeah, and make sure that you are following all of our pages yet so you can get those notifications
0: when yeah. we do go live. And um, Howard, um, thank you so much. He says, Forgive me. Let me just put it on the screen. Oops, not direct. Right. He says, uh, Read that. Make sure
1: it says, Please forgive me <coughs> for being brief. I was responding to the lady who thought that you should only help Black women. God calls us a minister to everyone, including believers
0: that is absolutely correct that's a good note to leave on and you're right um, I tell people you know I have friends of every race I do and I love I love people um, it doesn't matter um, if you you know treat me with respect and and um, you know the way you want to be treated we can hang out but I don't do abusive relationships <laughs> I don't and I don't make any excuses about it. If that's what you're into, go ahead and find somebody else. But um, I love people. And I always tell you, I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And uh, so go ahead. Make sure. I want I want these emails to start flooding. I want you to be blowing up our emails saying that you want to join the movement. Uh, we got some really good things coming up. Uh, let me see. What do I have? Um We'll be doing a broadcast on um, diet. Two broadcasts on diabetes. Um, November is National Diabetes Awareness Month. We'll be uh, live with Dr. Bale, and um, the other lady who actually has a diabetes uh, management center. Um, I'll be live with Shante this week. She is a psychologist, and she does Christian uh, counseling, and she'll be talking about. Um, fear and anxiety, uh, keeping you back from leveling up, things that you let block you from going to the next level. Trying to think if I have, I do have um, Dr. David Ajabadi is going to be coming on talking about um, uh, dementia, something that we don't talk a lot about. And uh, he has some, some, some great information to share about dementia. And I probably have some other stuff too, but I can't remember right now. But we will be coming live and uh, Chanel and I will be back here next week. We're, we come on the same time every week, 11 o'clock. So um, it's 11 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Central time. So make sure that you go ahead and just go ahead and put it down on your calendar. I've got an appointment with Dr. King and Chanel today at 11 o'clock. How about that? Put it in your calendar. That way you won't miss us. I love you. Take care. Uh, it's almost time for the young to rest. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> We've you reached are. our shelf life <laughs> I love you. I love you, Chanel.
0: Thanks so much. We'll, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.